Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. What up, Reset fam? It's Sasha. Really quick before we get to the show, I wanted to tell you about our Lost and Found series. They're little mystery stories where our producers help Chicagoans find things that they're looking for. We found rare hot peppers, a place to take Spanish classes, and a neighborhood pickleball league. And if you've got something that you're looking for, you can leave us a message at 888-915-9945, and we may just hunt it down for you. Okay, on to today's Lost and Found. We'll bring you more of these all week. Sometimes when things go missing, they aren't really lost. They've just been moved. A few weeks ago, we got a note from a listener trying to track down the artist behind one of her favorite paintings. The artwork used to hang in her downtown office, but when the company moved, the picture vanished. Here with the story is Reset Digital Engagement producer Claire Hyman. Claire, let's describe the paintings first to give us a sense of what we're looking at. Paint a picture, if you will. Oh, I can do that. Um, So both of them are of cornfields, but they're very different stylistically and also in terms of their perspective. So the first one shows a clear blue sky. We're seeing um, kind of the rail of a highway in the foreground. So we know we're kind of like looking at this from the shoulder of a highway. Mm. Um, There's rolling green hills. There's some trees. We have golden Um, rows of corn and it's very realistic it's very crisp the other one um, is kind of from a bird's eye view and we're seeing a highway that's going horizontally across the painting and a railroad track that's perpendicular there's a truck going down the highway there's a co-op on the side um, and it's not quite as realistic as the other one are you seeing it I am I'm, I'm, I'm literally picturing it right now and I can also see why our listener was kind of stuck on these paintings, right? Mm -hmm. It seems like they would leave a lasting impression of some sort. Yes, she loved them. Yeah, well, you actually reached out to her. Her name's Kenna. Let's play a little bit of what she had to say. Both of those paintings were very cool. And I don't know if I told you, but I was an executive assistant for one of the large accounting firms. They had the most beautiful art. They still have beautiful art. But back in 2012, we moved from one building to another, and they basically got rid of all the art. Yeah, you can hear the, the frustration in her voice and, and just the loss, right, um, of, of, for the fact that this art was sold. How did you even start your search, though, to try to find these pieces? Yeah, so one thing I learned from Kenna is that they had an art curator for the firm. So I wanted to reach out and see if there's any way I could get in touch who would know better than you know, this person. Mm -hmm. And I kind of struck out um, getting in touch on that account. So I had never used this technology before, but in Google, you can just drop an image and it searches the entire web. Oh, the reverse search? The reverse search. I've always wanted to use that. Yes. So I used it and it worked. I was able to turn up. So the second painting we're talking about with the railroad and we're seeing, you know, the fields of corn that I was able to connect to this artist, George C. Clark, oh. who's a Chicago artist. Um, and yeah, he has a very interesting story. Yeah. And, and well, Kenna also gave you the backstory about why she's even looking for these paintings all these years later. Right. right. I'm looking for something to hang in my living room. And those two pieces I shared with you, that's kind of what I'm looking for. You know, they're bright. And I happen to live in northwest Indiana. And when I moved there... 
uh, land around me was predominantly cornfields. So there's that connection, too. Oh, that's cool. So she wanted yeah. to hang them in her home. Yeah, I I thought it was really cool. She was going into, you know, work every single day and like seeing getting to see these paintings for, you know, 30 years. And they reminded her of where she lives and where she's from. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are in the middle of our regular Lost and Found series. And Reset Digital Engagement producer Claire Hyman is with us. She recently went on the hunt for a pair of paintings that a listener was looking for. And as you mentioned, Claire, you were actually able to get in touch with the artist of one of the paintings, the the one of the railroad tracks in Mm -hmm. in a cornfield. So we're going to bring that voice into the conversation. But uh, stick around, Claire, because we're going to come right back to you. Okay. All right. So joining us now is George C. Clark. Hey, George. Welcome to Reset. Uh, Hi, glad to be here. Can you start by just telling us about the piece? It's called The Indiana Crop Duster. What's the story behind it? Well, a long time ago, back in the 1970s, when the Art Institute used to support, you know, Chicago artists, they used to have a show, an exhibition every two years called Artists of Chicago and Vicinity. It was a juried show, and people would submit artwork, and they would get, you know, something like uh, 1,500 entries, and they would winnow that down to 100 pieces that they would show in the museum. And I had done a big landscape. It was oil and colored pencil on archival paper. It was uh, 70 by 77 inches. And it depicted a real place. It was a place on the farm that belonged to my uh, wife's late aunt and uncle down in Delphi, Indiana. Okay. Down there, it's all cornfields and soybean fields. And it's very, if you fly overhead, it's very geometric. Everything is divided up into grids with you know roads and and railroad tracks and uh, wow, it sounds amazing. So what happened after you entered the piece into the competition? What happened then? Well, uh, I first of all I got accepted for the show and I was very thrilled by that. And I immediately started doing you know some more large landscapes in my studio. Yeah. And then when we got close to the uh, to the opening of the show, I got a call from Esther Sparks. It was the curator for the Art Institute for the show. And she told she asked me to please be sure to come to the opening because my painting had won a major purchase award. Well, you know, I was really, really excited to hear that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, we uh, went to the show and the painting had, well, the, the jurors had selected a number of paintings to be prize winners. And then they had corporate sponsors who came in, put their names on the prizes that the, the Art one, and my painting was purchased by the international accounting firm of Pete Marwick Mitchell, and uh, so they paid you know twelve hundred dollars for this painting, and I was you know I, I was really really excited. That's incredible, and they they hung it up in their corporate boardroom. Yes, they did, and uh, you know I was really pleased. That show kind of kickstarted my career as a fine artist. Well, what happened to the painting next? Because what we're hearing is that it didn't stay hanging in that corporate boardroom. And uh, about 30 years later, I got a call from someone at the firm that had absorbed Pete uh, Pete Myrick Mitchell, and it was another accounting firm. And Mm -hmm. uh, someone there asked me what I thought the painting was worth. And I I assumed that they were asking for, like, insurance purposes. And I told them that I had recently sold uh, a smaller landscape, about half that size, for $2,000, and that I estimated the big painting that they had was probably worth somewhere between uh, $3,500 and $5,000. And uh, yeah. they thanked me for the information, and more years passed. And then one day I was uh, image Googling my own name, 
to see uh, if how many of my paintings were would come up on the Google page, mm-hmm. and uh, I was surprised to see Indiana Crop Duster, and I, it said that it had been posted by Leslie Hinman, the auction house in Chicago, and uh, I was very very surprised. So anyway, I, I did a bunch of research and I went back through the auction records, and I found out that. They had sold the painting in 2013 at an auction, and somebody bought it for $405, which I thought was really just a fraction of wow. what it was worth. Wow, that's it, just $405 when, as you said, it was worth yeah. a few thousand. Yes, and uh, I, I was really uh, I was furious because I thought, how could they not have notified me? I'm not hard to find. You, you know, WBEZ easily found me. Right, we just found yeah. you. Yeah, so so that must have been been frustrating because your painting now you know it was sold for so much less than you valued it. Yeah, I mean they the thing was they didn't tell me. I mean I would I would have gone to the auction and you know bought it back. I right. paid a lot more than four hundred five dollars for it. Yeah. Uh, so so do you do you of, do you want to get Indiana crop duster back then? Well, I'll tell you what if if the first, if whoever has it. I'll make an offer right now. I'll pay them uh, $2,400 for it. Uh, if, if, if the frame and plexiglass are still intact. It's a beautiful, beautiful painting. It, it feels different, though, George, from, from so much of your other art. When I look at your other work, I see mostly portraits. Was that your style when you were starting out as an artist? Well, actually, when I was start, I was doing commercial art. I was doing things, working for ad agencies and doing things like television storyboards, but to make a living, I, I started doing figure paintings, portraits, and, and nudes, and you know other figures. And at some point, I started. I thought the artists that I most admired in the past had painted, you know, both figures and landscapes and you know other subjects. And so I thought maybe I should do that too. So I started doing sort of travel art. When we would travel, I would bring my you know painting gear, and I would, I would do paintings. And uh, I started out working large, which was you know kind of awkward because a lot of stuff to carry. And later I transitioned into doing uh, small on-site watercolors, which oh, was wow. a lot easier to you know less bulky and whatnot. And then I would do the watercolors. I called series Traveler Sketchbook, and I did I did a whole bunch of ex- exhibitions over the years. Wow, of those paintings, and also the the landscapes that I uh, painted back in the studio, working from my sketches and from photographs. Are you still making art today? Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm 78. Good I'm, for you. I'm not as active as I used to be. I don't, you know, I work sitting down now. I work at a drawing board or a table, and I, I work smaller than I used to. But I'm still turning out art that I. Uh, that I'm pleased with. That's wonderful. Before I let you go, George, I wonder what it felt like to have someone reach out and ask what happened to Indiana Crop Duster all these years later. Well, that, I was kind of uh, I was kind of excited to hear that. Uh, it was uh, it was good to know that I'm always gratified when I hear that people enjoy looking at my art. Uh, when I do a show, people people seem to like my art. And enough of them like it well enough to want to have it in their own homes that they buy it. And when that happens, I'm always uh, I'm always happy to hear that yeah. because I paid basically what I like to look at. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's you beautiful know, I spent work. Many years doing commercial work where people tell me what to paint and uh, or draw whatever. And it's for myself when I when I paint uh, now when I paint I just paint what I want to look at. 
And I'm so glad that you're still at it. That is Chicago artist George C. Clark. Thank you so much for joining us, George. Wow, Claire, what a great conversation with yeah. George. I, I, w- I want to circle back to you. Thank you for sticking with us. Tie up a few loose ends for us. Did you reach out to the auction house to see if you could find where the painting ended up? Yeah, I did. And unfortunately, the deal with auction houses, is once they make the sale, it's closed. So we, so I was not able to find out. But I am hoping that us having this conversation on the air, maybe we can find it. Maybe George and Kenna can get to see it again. I mean, you heard him. He's, he's got money for this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's got an offer ready and waiting. So I'm curious, what happened to the other painting? Any leads on that at all? Yes. So I'm still looking for that one. I'd really okay. like to find it too. Um, I realize I need to find an art expert who specializes in cornfield scenes or an art expert who specializes in accounting firm collections. Still haven't found those people yet. But if you're listening and yes. you specialize in cornfield scenes, <laughs> yes, give us a ding. Um, what about Kenna, who started this yeah. off? I mean, what was her response here? Yeah, she was really thrilled to first just figure out who the artist behind one of her favorite works was. Um, Like I said, she's been working at that firm for 34 years. She saw that painting, you know, once a week and said she liked it on so many levels. Um, So I I think that she was really excited and I connected them and maybe George has other pieces that would work for her living room. And you're loving these these adventures, aren't you, Claire? I mean, we're we're sending you all over the place for this Lost and Found series. The conversations that I get to have the things I'm learning about Chicago, it's the best. And I want to do so many more of these. So, All right. Reset Digital Engagement producer, Claire Hyman. Thank you, Claire. Yeah, thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Claire Hyman, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather. We'll bring you more from our Lost and Found series this week on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and while you're there, do us a favor. Leave a rating and review. It helps more listeners find our show. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.